concrete, 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 concrete. Podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. Playoffs? And, and the Rangers being, being out. Yeah. And the Knicks being almost, in? you know, almost in the, in the top seeded area. That, 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 that Brooklyn Nets, Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, insert another team in the East because I don't know of basketball. I don't know. They're like fourth in the East, right? From last time I checked, yes, they are fourth That's... in the East. Man, East is trash. And they may be fifth. <laughs> they may be fifth now. But um, I'm going to get some confirmation real quick. Yes, the Sixers, the Nets, Milwaukee, and at the four seed, 37 and 29, the New York Knickerbockers. Trash. It's not trash. The t- under under Thibs, the Knicks have done good. The Knicks have yeah, done good. They don't have to do the play in tournament thing. Like they they sitting good right now. No one expected the Knicks to be this good. This is true. This is true. I didn't. I for sure did not. Like no one expects grapples to apples to be this good on soundcloud.com slash grapples to apples. That's grapples, the number two apples. You don't like SoundCloud, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you're listening. As long as you're listening. As always, I am one of your hosts. The very sensual. The very Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy, the general, your champion, your god, Shades. Joined, as always, by my hetero laugh, my better half. Ill will the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespeare candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be, because baby, that's who I is. Thrillium. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Every time. It never gets old every for you. Time. I don't know why. It always gets me. It's great. I think it's the way you say it. It's great. <laughs> Thrillium. Thrillium. <laughs> yes, sir. Although it has been a short week in terms of time spent apart on the podcast, we're back at it again. We have a, a jam-packed semi-jam-packed a lukewarm jam-packed <laughs> week of wrestling uh, we have some controversy in AEW that has the wrestling world divided some um, contractions of the COVID-19 in New Japan some championship changes in New Japan um, a champion being challenged for the AAA mania um, and of course, WWE and their nonsensical moves that they're making. Cause boy, the person that they just resigned Oof. had the entire world shaking their head. This but before, fact. but before we get into any of that thrill, I need you to do me one favor. Yes, sir. Ring us that bell. All right, folks, so this week's top story from the world outside of WWE is the fallout from this week's AEW Dynamite Special Edition titled AEW Blood and Guts revolving around the main event, which was the Blood and Guts match, uh, which actually ends up being just a slight variation to War Games. Um, For those of you who don't know, War Games was the match created by Dusty Rhodes for WCW, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so, as such, WWE owes the rights to it. They've been doing War Games matches for the last three years. Um, yeah. Right? This was the I third think. one that just happened. It could be the third or the fourth. I don't remember. 
I'm trying to think. It was um the the first one was um Undisputed Era versus AOP uh Roger Strong, so on and so forth. Well the right? first the first war games match in terms of Dusty was for about the NXT, N- but yeah was for the NWA, not WCW. It NWA later became okay. WCW, but it was the NWA. Thank you for the correction, sir. Anyway, long story short, this week the AEW put on their version of the War Games match called Blood and Guts, and there were let's say a few things that that bothered that ruffled the feathers of some of the online wrestling community. First, something that was mentioned ad nauseum that bothered. I mean, I, I'll, I'll say it even bothered me. Um, the finish of the match was MJF and Jericho on the top of the cell, which unfortunately we did not get to see them go up to the cell because it took place during the commercial break. Um, they're trying to make each other submit to the walls, to the, what is he called? The, not the diamond in the rough. What is it? What does he call the um, salt of the earth? The salt of the earth. Um, and then finally, so with the match stipulation, unlike in WWE, you cannot pin your opponent to win. It is by submission or surrender only. And so MJF has Jericho. He is threatening to throw him off the cell. And so he says, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll throw him off if you don't surrender right now. And so, of course, Sammy yells, okay, we surrender, we surrender, we surrender. And so the pinnacle wins the match. Now, that's not the issue. The issue is twofold. One, the entire time during the match, Excalibur kept selling that the the outside of the ring was concrete, 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 concrete. And then after the match, after uh, Inner Circle has surrendered, MJF launches Jericho anyway. He launches him into the direction of the stage towards the the Titantron or the their big screens. And it is very clear, quite adamant, quite evident, excuse me, sorry, that it's not concrete. It is some sort of crash pad with just steel plating covering. Not even steel plating. A de- like, steel plating design. It's like thin, thin plywood. Yeah, yeah. A thin plating design cover over the crash pad. Um, and so everyone was saying that, you know, this is really cheap. It's really lame, really corny. Here's my take on it. First, before we even get to that, Jericho, Chris Jericho, the, the constant professional, the guy who, who has been called one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of the of the of the game and i've been one of the ones to say that disappointed me with how non-discreet he was during that final segment mm-hmm. he had he has mjf in the walls he lets up a little bit and then he scratches mjf's thigh and what is that it's a cue for mjf to hit him with a low blow i'm like come on you you can't cue him that obviously Mm-hmm. Then they're on top. MJF is on top of him, and you can see Jericho signal to him, "Okay, now start now." And that's when MJF starts to threaten to throw him off the cell. And I'm like, "Dude, you gotta like you, you're 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 John Cena right now, just yelling out spots in the middle of the ring. Like no, you can't do natty. that stuff." Natty, Natty, always yeah, yells her, her her cues, man. You can't be yelling out your cues like that. And then then when he does throw him. Jericho opens his one eye to look around to make sure that everyone's in their position and to make sure that he's selling for the camera. Come on, dude. Really? The the one eye, you open the one eye to make sure, come on, come on. That's so, it's, you to me, what's cheaper than what it looked like was the way Jericho was quote-unquote performing it was way too indiscreet i i didn't like that um as for the the crash pad which turned out to be just cardboard box like old school stunt work where they just put cardboard boxes together and then put a black blanket over that and then the steel plate cover over that 
look, we I think we all agree we want the performers to be safe. I think we all agree we don't actually want Jericho to be thrown off of a of a of a cell onto a concrete or steel sta- uh, sta- uh, stage, right? Like I think we can all agree on that. Uh, we don't want a fifty year old man to die on live television, right? The problem is a you get the you got to make sure that when you do the spot, you don't get what happened where the 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 plate design cover lifts off. Of the crash pad underneath it, so you can clearly see the black crash pad underneath. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, dude. Or, or do what de- learn from WWE. Don't have the camera anywhere near the fall. Mm-hmm. How many times have we seen whether it's Shane, mostly Shane, whether it's Shane McMahon or somebody else do a big fall in WWE, and they keep the camera high, and they keep the camera pulled out let's use not even Shane McMahon it just happened recently NXT takeover Wrestlemania weekend Kylo Riley versus Adam Cole baby mm-hmm. they 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 f- dove through the stage mm-hmm. and you didn't see it you didn't see a crash pad you didn't see anything because they were away from the action mm-hmm. we don't need to see them writhing in pain there if you want to get a close-up because I know there was a, a, a solid image with MJF covered in blood. He's seething, you know, all that. Cool. If you want that image, so then what you want to do is then you do the opposite. You have the camera low facing up, but you want the lens to be above where Jericho lands. So you see the fall, but you don't see him land. That's how you do that. Like, this is simple camera work. I mean, okay, so there's a couple of things with this. One, Jericho's not used to doing spots like this. That's fair. Um, so he's this is essentially a man out of his comfort zone. Yeah, and um, I applaud him doing it, by the way, because yeah, oof. I was I was listening to Cultaholic this morning, mm-hmm. and I don't remember who was saying it, but they were like, "You could have had um, you could have had tables there, like tables stacked up." to break Jericho's fall and you could have had that could have been uh, an angle okay um it that's anything, still dangerous yeah but it's 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 something rather than what they just did you know um they're like there was different ways that you they were saying like you you know don't film it the way that they did like mm-hmm. kind of shoot it on a different angle like every yeah the the entire match I heard was not good. Like there was a lot of botches. There was like there was uh you couldn't see what was going on inside the ring. Uh when when you, I'm talking about as as the live crowd that was there. Although I was gonna say because watching it at home, I I had no problem with the visuals. No, and no, I, I mean, uh-huh, the, go you got a camera guy in the ring. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to see it because we're we're at home. But people yeah. that were there, they were like, it, it was hard to keep track of because one, it was so massive. Two, there was like the like the vision, the visual was kind of bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll get to that part of it also. But that that I mean, it's tough when you're live member of an audience when. It's not intended. Sometimes not intended for live, but it's the object is to put it on TV, right? Like, so that's like their priority is making sure it looks good for TV. And so, if you're sitting in the audience and you have this giant steel structure, oh, I got to sneeze. Hold on. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I was just all right. I, I mean, I figured I'd mute the mic so you guys don't have to hear me sneezing in your ear. I mean, um, I was going to mute it regardless, but <laughs> so um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so when you're in the audience, you have this giant steel structure. You got ten guys, and you know, presumably two cameramen or at least one cameraman. Of course, it's hard to see what's going on. You know, it's almost like to the detriment to the audience member for them to have this match in a live recording. Uh, but and and there's and we'll get to that separate controversy in a second. Um, I personally enjoyed the match. Uh, Joey and I, Big Sexy, um, 
were kind of we, we had a disagreement. We were texting throughout and his issue being that he felt it was a little one-sided once it became a five on five. Now, to me, the booking makes sense. The pinnacle had the advantage. So at every other entrant, they were they had a two on one advantage or a three on two advantage or a four on three. They had a one man they were on the yeah. power play. Exactly, the entire time. And so as such, once it becomes a five on five, to me it makes sense that the inner circle would then be able to get the upper hand. Then Wardlow had his spot where he wiped out everybody. And then they went back to inner circle getting on top. And then at the end, the pinnacle wins. So to me, the booking of it makes sense. But, you know, Joey disagreed. He thought that um, it, it was too much offense from the inner circle and not enough offense from the pinnacle. Whatever. Um I don't know if you want if you have anything to say about that before we get into the next controversy surrounding this match. Um, as as for the discussion that you and Big Sexy had, I don't disagree with. I mean, I don't agree with Joey. Um, I think that the inner circle needed to give the Pinnacle their comeuppance. That's what I said. And then, obviously, you know, the dastardly heels do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to win. Um, mm-hmm. the one thing that I, I took from this match was they definitely, uh, gave us the blood part. Everybody's blading. You know, it's funny. It only was, it was Dax, Jericho and MJ ever. They're the only ones who actually bladed, but Dax was bleeding so much that he bled on everybody. Mm-hmm. So it just looked like 10 guys were busted open and it was really just three. I was like, Dax, who doesn't blade we've never seen him blade because he never had that opportunity in wwe yeah he was bleeding like a stuck pig oh man it was was so much blood like it looked like he bladed twice because he's bled early then it went away and then there was more blood i was like damn dude Mm -hmm. how how much blood do you have yeah but uh yeah i i thought it was a good match um except for of course the finish which we've discussed many times on the show the finish to a match and the last ma- the main event to a show can really sour the rest of it, um, which I think kind of took place here. Now, the second controversy surrounding Blood and Guts was that apparently the first half of the show, the first hour, was taped previously. And so those who paid to go to Blood and Guts... We're only there for the second hour of the show, which was mostly just the blood and guts match. Now, apparently Tony Khan came out before the show and he clarified that that was what was going to happen and that he was offering refunds to anybody who wanted it. The, the question here, and obviously there's no way to prove this now, is whether or not AEW mentioned that this is how they're going to be doing things on the website's uh, uh, event description when purchasing tickets. Because in my opinion, and there's no mention of this, if you just sell someone tickets to AEW Dynamite at Daly's Place starting at 7 p.m. and this is when they show up and this is what happens... I'm, that's that's a scumbag move by AEW. That is not cool. That is like that's not okay. That's that's dirty. However, if when you go and purchase tickets, anyone who's ever purchased tickets to any live event, whether it's sports, uh, concert, whatever, there's the event page, and on the event page is always the date and the time, and then a description of the event. Uh, your favorite, the New York Rangers take on blah, 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 blah. You know, there's a uh, WWE comes to town. There's always an event description somewhere. If somewhere on that page, AEW said, you know, made it clear that the first hour would be pre-taped, second hour is live, then I'm sorry. If you don't see that, if you don't read it, that's on you. Yeah, you got got. Exactly. You got got, you know. But that that's the problem. I have no idea what the truth of the matter is. And I don't think anyone can really prove it. Because we can't go back to a page that no longer exists. You know? Um, we just have hearsay. And if you're one of the ones getting refunded because you didn't see it, well, then you didn't see it. So how would you know if it's there? Mm-hmm. You know? 
unless we have someone who comes out who bought the tickets or didn't buy the tickets because they saw that and they go, oh, no, it was on the page. But we haven't seen anything. I only saw the initial story break that people were refunded because of this situation. So I have no idea the true the the actual details of it all, but <clears throat> I'm hoping it's the latter, not the former, because I can't imagine AEW would be that callous. Yeah, um, Bizzle was saying how um, they sh- like it was probably in the fine print, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's that's not something you put in the fine print. I agree. Right. That's I agree. Yeah. Um, as, I mean, as, if they did, they, they kind of skate, but I agree with you. It shouldn't be there. Uh, and as you said, um, if they did put it in there, you know, then you're beat. You know what you're buying. You should look at all the description, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they didn't put it in, that's that's scummy. And you deserve to, you know, everyone deserves their, their money back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... There's no way to prove it, so TK is doing the the gentleman thing and just honoring it like, hey, whoever needs the refund. And it's not a lot of people asking for refunds. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of people asking for refunds, uh, and they're 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 going to honor it and refund them. That's 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 good. I would say, I mean, if nothing else, I think that's at least the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I you was know. making the joke last night. Um, I was mm-hmm. like, Vince, you know stick two middle fingers up at you and you know, I'll see you tomorrow. I mean, what's, what's the thing that, that WWE lived by? Um, was it card subject, uh, to, subject change. to change card subject to change? Exactly. And, and that's, that's your get out of jail free card because then if they did what AEW did, they go, Oh, well, Oh, the original card was this, but card is subject to change. So this is what you got, you know? And I, and I think that's a, that's a, that's a turd Scum. move in my opinion. Gummy move also. Yeah, at the total turd move. I understand why it's there in case someone gets hurt or something like that. Like that's an old um, like boxing booking kind of mentality, mm-hmm. where like if if you're advertising John Cena versus The Rock, and then the night of The Rock pulls his hamstring and he can't wrestle, if you don't put card subject to change, anyone who bought tickets for that match for that show has every right to be like, okay, where's my money at though? You know. Yeah. So I understand why they do that. It's a get out of jail free card, but whatever, not the point. So that's the second controversy that's surrounded against AEW. But they they cracked a million in the ratings and they won the all important demo of eighteen to whatever it is, like fifty nine or something like that. Um, and apparently they were the highest rated programming on cable television. So that's that's pretty big for Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've actually seen a report that um, Chris Jericho has responded to Triple H. Oh, um, oh about the whole it's not a competition. Yeah. The imaginary war thing. Yeah. And uh, I think he, he went back to like he's like a year and a half ago where the WWE congratulated them on their first night. Say, remember, mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Mm-hmm. And Chris was like, "Well, we won the marathon, but if 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 there was an imaginary war, then why put that out? Like, of course, yeah. the loser would say, there's no, this wasn't a war, you know. But if you guys are winning, you would you would gloat, right? Of course. So take your little pissing company somewhere else, mm. and your pissing mm. company just, you know, pooped all over your company, you know, your 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 developmental brand." Got took. Got got. Uh, okay, so let's move on, shall we? Next bit of news. So over. Let, let's let's get on a plane for like what, seventeen hours. God, jeez. Um, let's go over to Japan because in New Japan, two wrestlers have tested positive for COVID. Now, New Japan has not released who has contracted the virus. But they have gone ahead and said, yep, two wrestlers have tested positive for COVID. Um, earlier in the week, five wrestlers were um, removed from programming and shows for protocol purposes. I'm guessing two of those five are the ones that actually have it. Mm-hmm. And so there you go. <clears throat> now, staying with New Japan, 
I'm a little, I'm starting to become intrigued by it, by their booking decisions surrounding one specific title. Now, a few months ago, Hiroshi Tanahashi won the Never Openweight Championship, and I was annoyed. I said, "Why does this man need to have another title? Is it just because he never won this one? <laughs> no pun intended. Like, what are we doing? What is the point of this championship going around the belt of Tanahashi?" Now I'm starting to think I understand why. Because at New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Duntaku Night One, Jay White defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi to become the uh, new. Ah, 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 ah. It's King Switchblade, Jay White. Yes. Anyway, to win the Never Open Weight Championship. So, with that said, if this is the trajectory, if this is. Okay, let's start putting this belt on people that matter so that the belt matters. Okay, I'm on board with this. If this is, okay, we have other stuff going on with the main belt. Let's find something else to do for these guys who are top guys but aren't going to be at the top right now. I'm cool with that also. Yeah. You know? So I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm impressed that they made this move, and I'm intrigued to see where this goes. I mean, we were upset that they took the belt off of Shingo Takagi, who was, I wouldn't say hot, but he just finished having a bang-up match against Mm -hmm. Jeff Cobb at Wrestle Mm -hmm. Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And then you have him go to the semi. Or the quarters. I think it was the semis, no? It goes to the semis in the uh, New Japan Cup. Loses to Will Ospreay. Like, okay. You put the belt on Tanahashi for the prestige. Like, he, he is your... He is Mr. New Japan. He's the ace. That's why they call him the ace. He's the ace. To have the belt on Jay White now, it's like, they don't know what they want to do with Jay White. I think they do. I think they're just trying to figure out how to do it. Because right now, there's no reason for him to be in the the main event scene. Like, let Will Ospreay have a somewhat Mm. lengthy reign. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, But something like this, the Never Open Weight Championship, boom. Give it to Jay White. Give it to a Kazuchika Okada. Let mm-hmm. guys with their like that that name recognition carry that belt. Make that belt your top mid card belt. Right. Since your U.S. title is trapped in America with John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Never. I think is what they want to do anyway. I think they kind of mm-hmm. want to have the U.S. title be a part of New Japan Strong and stay here in the States. I think that's what they want to do with that. Yeah, so you have the Never Open Weight in Japan as your top mid-card belt, and you mm-hmm. guys, you have guys that are your <clears throat> your main event slash top mid-card guys. Mm-hmm. Hold that belt. Have a Tomohiro Ishii win that belt. Have a Jeff Cobb win that belt. Have a Kazuchika Okada win that belt. You know what would be an interesting story for Naito? Because remember, Naito had ill feelings towards the IC and IWGP Heavyweight Championship as they were. This is a whole different belt that he's never competed for. Hmm. I I don't know. I think he'll just treat it like how he used to treat the IC title because it's not the heavyweight title. Hmm. Okay. I mean, remember, his his deign for the IC title came from the fact that it was put over the World Heavyweight Championship when they had the, the vote-in for the main event. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I can see that. I can see that. That wouldn't be more in line with Naito's character for him to be like, what is this? This is not what I want, you know? Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Fair enough. Anyway, moving on. So last week... We said how Andrade, La Sombra, whatever you want to call him. I think he's just going by Andrade right now. Um, 
He was scheduled to have a match with Alberto El Scumbago. Well, the day after we recorded our show, the day it went live, we broke news broke that Andrade had issued a challenge to the current AAA Mega Champion Kenny Omega for Triple Mania. Ooh, baby. Sign me up. I am here for this. No. This match will probably be close to a five-star match, in my opinion. Oh, has to be. I have no doubt about it. If if him and Gargano put on a five-star match. <laughs> the curtain jerker. It, uh, on the curtain jerker of a takeover Brooklyn. If Andrade put on a good match with Rey Mysterio on a weekly mm. episode of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen when he faces the best bout machine? Oh my god, I can't wait. I can't wait. Like, this may be the only match that I actually watch from Triple Mania. Really? Yeah. Alright, that's fair. I don't I don't I don't care. I don't care for the storyline. I don't care for I, the, I, the, the characters there. You mean you don't want to watch Vampiro flip out again? No. No. You I'm good. I'm good. You don't want to see a, a drunk Jeff Jarrett throwing tortillas in the crowd again? No, I don't need that either. You don't want to see who was it? Uh Ray Phoenix do a, a tope and accidentally kick the the wife of the president of Triple A in the face? You don't want to see that? That I may be able to see. <laughs> you don't want to see Sexy Star shoot, try and break Rosemary's arm after a match for no reason? Yeah, that I don't need to see either. So this is the thing. Like, Triple Mania always has something. Something A, a, a Triple Mania cannot go by with something going on that has the entire wrestling community going, What? The, really? Like, wasn't it, I think it was like last year that Aerostar almost died? Because he, he did a spot off a ladder and like fell on his head? Like, mm-hmm. Triple, Triple Mania is nuts. Every year I want to watch the whole thing, but then like the opening matches are always like, you know, Triple A wrestlers that I've never heard of. And so I'm just like, mm, meh. And I never make it to the main event. I end up watching just like clips. But I don't know, man. This year, j- just to, to tie it in, not only is the AAA Mega Championship going to be on the line. But Diana Parazzo will be challenging their women's champion, the Reina de Reinas, Fabi Apache, in a title versus title match. So, right off the, the, the main event and the co-main event, this has to be the co-main event, or the semi-main event, or whatever you want to call it. But this has to be right before the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, to have the two women go title versus title, and then follow that up with Kenny versus Andrade for the for the mega championship. I'm 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 down. I, I want to see what more matches get added to the show, but as of right now, I am down to watch the uh, Triple Mania. And for those of you who may not know, typically over the last few years, it takes place in August. So that's what you're looking. We're looking for August to be when we have the next Triple Mania. So I yeah, I um, they didn't have one last year, or they did have one last year. Yeah, they um, just they put it to December. Yeah, yeah. So this this should be actually. I mean, Kenny's in his first reign, five hundred sixty six days, mm-hmm. making him the second longest reigning champion in history. El Tecano Jr. is the longest reigning at 735 days. Last year, he defended it against Laredo Kid. Yes. No offense to Laredo Kid, but I feel like Andrade is a bigger name. Definitely in Mexico. I think, sure, in the States also. 
I mean, in the States for sure, because he's, you know, in WWE. He was in WWE. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the founding members of Los Ingobernables. Oh, my. Why? I cannot ever say it. Los Ingobernables. There you go. Yeah. Man, that was a tough one for me. He was, he started it, um, and that's where Naito, Naito joined in Mexico and brought it mm-hmm. to Japan. Yep. So, I, I'm, I'm, oh God, I can't wait for this match to happen. Could be a but, good one. Uh, that, yeah. But that's, that's going to do it for me, sir. What, what, what's going on over there in WWE? So, let's start off with something uh, that we actually discussed last week. Um, WWE and MLW, their partnerships, the the talks have ceased. They are they have not come to an agreement. the The talks are reportedly over. Um, I'm reading reports that the talks were over as early as WrestleMania weekend. Yikes! Yeah. So then the uh, original news broke mad late. Yeah. Um. There's no reasons as to why the talk stopped. Um, so I guess we can just be on the lookout for that uh, developing story. So hold on. I do have the, uh, I believe the owner of MLW. Oh, okay. I'm oh, sorry. I thought you said and, else. and he, he uh, I think was interviewed and made a statement saying, you know, that his issue was a apparently there's some um, what's what I'm looking for some ambiguity in terms of who owns what rights in in MLW like who owns TV rights blah 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 um, and he said they have no interest in selling so I think what WWE wanted to do was what they did with Evolve where they start as a working partnership purchase them and then slowly ended up just diluting it into the pro into the product and i think mlw saw that and said no thank you sir because he said mm-hmm. he has no interest in selling mlw there is zero discussion of doing that he said he's excited i'm trying to look, i'm trying to find the exact quote but um he said he's excited in the world of professional wrestling where we live today where there's a lot of cross promotional matches he's excited for any opportunity to work with anybody but that he's not interested in selling um, the company outright and the the rights to the video library and all that stuff apparently is murky. So he wouldn't be able to sell that either. So he's interested in a one in a, a two sided working relationship. That's mm-hmm. what he said. So I, I can't find the, the friggin' interview, but that's what I recall from, from the interview. Mm. So, the, I would say the biggest news happens to be Daniel Bryan's WWE contract expiring following his match on SmackDown last week in a loser leaves town match against uh, the head of the table, our tribal chief, the WWE Universal Champion, Joseph Anawaii. <laughs> well, it was title versus loser leaves town. town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was probably the most under the radar like contract expiring I've ever seen, especially for someone with the name recognition that Daniel Bryan has. Yeah, it's like no one knew this was happening, and then it happened, and then everyone was like. Oh, wait, what happened? What? Que pasó? I'm sitting here, like, post-Smackdown. Oh, Daniel Bryan's about to go to Raw. Nope. Oh, nay, nay, sir. Oh, nay, nay. (laughs) Daniel Bryan's about to go to to NXT. Psych. That's That's the the wrong wrong number. (laughs) Daniel Bryan is free to do whatever... Brian Danielson wants mm. to do. Mm. Now here we are going gaga over Andrade versus Kenny. 
What happens if Daniel Bryan shows up at uh, Double or Nothing? I'm, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. I'm just gonna cry. That's all I'm gonna do. Just tears. What if BD shows up? What 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 do we do then? If Daniel, lines. if Daniel Bryan goes to AEW, strap a rocket to AEW. They're going to get a lot more eyes. Oh, for show, for show. It's one thing signing Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to sign a still prime Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Yeah. Now, before we get too excited, because there are some caveats to this this announcement. Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, however, which way you want to call him now that his contract is over, has previously said that he does not want to work a full-time schedule because he wants to spend more time with his daughters at home. Um, he has expressed that at his he's getting to an age where he wants to be able to enjoy time with his with his family and building memories of his family he would ideally like a situation where he can work when he wants to work now that would theoretically sound like okay he's just gonna live on the indie scene and he'll do one-off shows here and there however we all know that his wife has a is tied to wwe through their you know their reality show um and so there's a lot of reason for for Daniel Bryan to just play nice and either sign or not sign elsewhere. However, word on the street is WWE is pushing hard for Daniel Bryan to sign any sort of contract ASAP. So I don't know that we should be so quick to fantasy book. It seems like he's going to end up staying with WWE in a part-time role, maybe doing some producer work, maybe doing some, you know, some stuff with the talent as a trainer. PC Um, stuff, yeah. Yeah, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the route that he goes. Um, But he, I mean, look, he is free to do whatever he wants. He could show up on Dynamite this weekend. I mean, next week if he wants. He could show up on Impact next week if he wants. He could show up... Uh, on NWA Power next week if he wants. He can do whatever he wants. I think the likelihood... Oh, you got ice cream by you? Um, yeah, right. I think, the, li- <laughs> I think <laughs> the likelihood... Is, <laughs> I can hear it. Um, the likelihood is he'll probably stick with WWE. That's my opinion. Um, I agree with you 100% in terms of maybe he's going to stay so they can keep that uh, Total Bellas contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but Total Bells is also a USA show. True. It's a property of WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that show goes on for as however long USA really wants to go on. True. Um, true. That is, now I can hear it <laughs> with both my headphones on. He's literally, <laughs> literally just posted up outside of my window. Just, I know, you know, you want to come down here and I, I do. I do want to go down there. <laughs> I uh, do. Uh, I really do. I got a podcast to, to take care of. We're going to be hearing that every Friday night for the next seven months. Oh, yeah. Um. So what was that? Yeah. So Daniel Bryan working at the PC in Florida works because they live in Tampa already. They already live in Florida. Yeah. But. AEW's already in Florida. You can have something part time, something here. This something is true. There, blah 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 blah. I see where it goes. You never this is know. Very true. This is very true. But yeah, we're not going to fantasy book now. It, it's very, it's very likely that he just signs like a legends contract and comes, does a, like a couple one offs, and that's it. I can see that. Ah. Uh, now to the to the the mind-boggling head scratching that is WWE. <laughs> so we have the the re- 
releasing of Samoa Joe and Mickey James and, and the Iconics and Chelsea Green. <laughs> Bless you. My bad. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. And what airs on this week's Raw but an Eva Marie vignette returning to WWE TV soon. Boo. Boo. Boo to you. Not you, but them. You. Boo. Why? She wasn't good on the mic. Nope. She wasn't good in the ring. Her gimmick before she left was trying everything to not wrestle. Yup. Um, she really just got more recognition on Total Divas. Yeah. Where she had like a body dysmorphia thing where she she thought she saw herself as fat when she wasn't. Um, she constantly works out. I mean, I follow her on Instagram for more fitness things than anything. Cause she's a really, in terms of like a physical trainer or like, um, like an exercise guru, mm-hmm. her body doesn't quit. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's tight. So I'm like, all right, let me get some work. I, I got a, you know, I got a wedding to slim down. I got to slim down. You know, I got to do some stuff. So I'm, I like, I follow a bunch of different like workout people. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to, to re-sign her as a wrestler, man, ah, my, 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 yeah. what are you doing, man? Yeah. I don't get it. I do not get it. You release the Iconics for this? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. You you yeah. send Mickey James her, her, her stuff in the trash bag for this? I think I saw something where Sean Spears said that the Iconics are going to debut together as a tag team. Excuse me. Makes sense. But they're not obviously not going to be the Iconics. Obviously. I'm telling you, those girls need to go to Impact. Mm. Yes and no. Their, Their shtick fits in perfectly. And they have a brand new tag team women's division. Yeah, but you just gave it to Rachel Ellering and, and Jordan Grace. They're not dropping true. the belts for a while. Unless unless you you know you, you draw oh speaking of WWE's dropping belts, Candace I was gonna Ray, bring, Yep, yep. Winning her first women's championship in in, in WWE with Indy Hartwell. Taking the tag titles off of Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, bro. Those titles mean nothing already. Now it should mean it, they can they can do something with it, especially with Candice, who is essentially the workhorse of that women's division. Oh, without question. Um, and actually, Shotzi Blackheart took shots at AEW and the uh, Chris Jericho spot. Where um, she's like falling on a bed and she's like rough landing. Bro, you're not good at wrestling. Shut up. Yeah. Who is she? Bro, who? Who? Who is Shotzi Blackheart? To, yeah. to, to, who is she to say anything about something that Chris Jericho is doing? Are you out of your mind, woman? Nah, B. Nah, mm. I, ugh, ridiculous. So that's it for the WWE news. You're not even good at regular wrestling. You want to... Uh, I can't. Go back to your OnlyFans. Yeah. So that's it for the WWE news. You got me. I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately upset right now. Anyway, in the world of professional wrestling, folks, there are good seeds. There, there, there could also be some bad seeds. But at the end of the day, they all contribute to the tree, to the garden, to the forest that is professional wrestling. You want to go first? 
Um, I I don't think I have anything. My bad seed is easy. I know where that's going. I'm trying to figure out my good seed. Uh, I'm going to say that my good seed goes to the potential Andrade versus Kenny Omega match. And my bad seed goes to Eve Marie. What say you, good sir? I guess I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. Um, the potential for the Kenny Andrade match is uh, my good seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my bad seed... My bad seed goes to Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, um, I love you. I, I don't understand why you're taking shots when your, your, your show... Got only seven hundred thousand unopposed, and AEW Dynamite did a million. Stop it! Get help! <laughs> Get help! Yeah, I was already not a fan, but now like, oh nay nay, young lady, oh nay nay. <sighs> anyway, ladies and gents, that's gonna wrap up our show for the week. As always, you've been listening to was on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apple. As Grapples, the number two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com, Twitter.com, Instagram.com slash Grapples to Apples. Again, that's Grapples, the number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible, because we appreciate it. I've been one of your hosts, Elmo the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, Major English, Mr. Certified. Whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Join remotely by my hetero light mate. Tell him who you are, baby. Man of the hour, man with the power, too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top. Your boy, the general, your champion, your god. Shades. Don't forget to check out our episodes from last week, this week, next week, and every other week, because an apple a day keeps a bad wrestling away. Peace! Love.